This is Small Business Stories, presented by the team at Offix. Each episode, we connect you to other entrepreneurs and small business owners. You'll hear tips and tactics from other businesses just like yours, so that you can continue to run and grow your operation. Small Business Stories is hosted by me, Caitlin Fitzpatrick. Today on Small Business Stories, we're talking with Matt Ramuzzi, founder and owner of CapForge. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, good to have you on. You are our first uh, kind of numbers guy that we've had on. And uh, I bet a lot of people listening, like myself, are not numbers people. So this should hopefully be very informational for a lot of people. <laughs> sure. Most of our clients aren't numbers people. That's why they call us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's definitely uh, a need in the market for you guys. So um, tell me a little bit about Maybe your background first, and then we can delve into a little bit more about CapForge specifically, because I know you had um, a different background, like you didn't just start right away in accounting, you know, you had a different background before. Right. Yeah. I definitely consider myself much more of an entrepreneur than an accountant. Um, I started out after college, I worked in restaurants for a while. I was a restaurant manager. And as much as I didn't like that job, it really gave me great experience in managing people. Uh, I learned a ton from that. And then I went back uh, and got my MBA because I really wanted to be more involved in the business world. And so that was a good introduction to the world of business. And then shortly after that, I got a job working at a consulting firm, again, working mostly with small businesses, which is where I've spent my whole career working with small businesses. And that was right around the dot-com boom kind of end of that period. So I got laid off and I thought, well, I could still do some consulting on my own until I get a real job. And then, you know, 20 years later, I still haven't gotten a real job. <laughs> um, I got really <laughs> addicted to, uh, to working for myself. And over the course of 20 years, I've started, you know, multiple different businesses, some in the online space, some in the service industry. I owned a catering restaurant for four years. Um, and one of the things in that whole journey that I got into was, was business brokering, helping business owners buy businesses and, and sell their businesses. And so in the course of doing that, what I would discover over and over again is we'd talk to these small business owners. And the first part of selling your business is, you know, looking at the financials to figure out how much the business is doing and how much it might be worth. And over and over again, we'd see that business owners, you know, their books where they'd say, oh, funny story, you know, they're six months behind or the last bookkeeper quit and I never replaced her, you know, whatever. There's always a story, but the books were always a disaster. Mm hmm. And so I saw, you know, maybe that's an opportunity where we could go in and, and do better. And I started to look at the industry. And, and one of the big complaints in the accounting industry and bookkeeping in particular was, oh, the customer service is terrible. <laughs> you know, it takes them weeks to get back to me. They charge me this hourly rate and then they're charging me to fix the mistakes that they made. And it just there was a lot of dissatisfaction with the options out there. So I looked at that and said, I think I can do this better. I mean, I had accounting as part of my MBA program. But I took some refresher classes and, and, and learned how to use QuickBooks really well. And so it just kind of started out of a spare bedroom um, with one client and, you know, built from there. And now we've got, you know, 30 people that work here and almost 900 clients. And, and it's gone really well. And it wasn't, you know, I, just because I thought, well, I could probably do this a little better than the competition. Let's see how it goes. And this is, this is how it grew. So I'm really happy with what we've done. I'm proud of our accomplishment. But um, it was really just, you know, there was no secret formula. It was just the basics of good customer service and, and fair prices and, you know, meeting a demand that was out there. 
Yeah. So it sounds like you really started with a mission of changing the way that people view their accountant and kind of giving yourself a better rap um, in terms of bookkeeping and making sure people have an enjoyable experience with their accountant or their bookkeeper. Oh, 100 percent. Because when I like, for example, when I owned the catering restaurant, you know, I had hired a bookkeeper and she used to drive me nuts because, you know, she she would you know, come and sit in the office, which meant I couldn't sit at my own desk while she was there. And she'd take forever doing stuff that I thought, you know, could have been done faster. And she was charging me an hourly rate. And I thought, well, is she typing slow because she's just a slow typer? (laughs) Is she typing slow because she's getting paid by the hour? What's going on? And then, you know, she would insist that, uh, you know, we had a petty cash fund, like a lot of small businesses do. And she'd insist that she couldn't record it without receipts. And I'd say, look, just put, you know, 50 bucks. We spent it buying groceries. I can, I guarantee that's what it was. You know, we took the money out. We had to buy some groceries. We were short on something. Just put it there. And she was, oh, no, no, I cannot do that. I need to have the receipts. And I would say, but it's my business. Can I just say where it should go? And, you know, we're, we're doing over a million dollars a year here in revenue. You're really going to fight me on 50 bucks. We've already spent, you know, half of your hourly <laughs> rate arguing about the, the you know, it, like it didn't make any sense to me. So I just thought from that experience and lots of other experiences, there's got to be a better way to make this work better for the clients and and have this be a better experience than what I'm currently getting. And she, I'm not picking on her. She was about the third or fourth bookkeeper I'd had in three years. And it was, you know, they all had their own quirks and problems and and none of them were really, uh, you know, kind of meeting the needs that I had as a business owner. So I just thought there's got to be a a better way to do this. Yeah. So finding that uh, that hole in the market and kind of filling it yourself and not not waiting for someone else to do it and kind of going out and doing it yourself. So you definitely sound like you've got that entrepreneurial spirit. Definitely. Yeah. The the hardest part for me is is keeping myself focused because there's always more good ideas out there, but <laughs> there's only so much time in the day, right? So I have to, no, no, I'll just focus on this, grow this. But yeah, I've got an idea book that's uh, that's filled with other stuff. Should I ever stop doing this? I'll have no shortage <laughs> of other ideas. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's a good a good thing to keep, you know, just like a dream journal or something. You You have something to look forward to, which is great. Absolutely. And it, it, if I, I find if I write it down and I take 10 minutes and really spell it out, then it can kind of clear it out of my head. But if I don't do that, then it's always sort of nagging in the back of my mind. Oh, you should look into this, do this, look at that. Mm-hmm. So I need to clear my head, put it somewhere where I can come back to it later. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll be lost. I'll spend half my day chasing other stuff. Right. Um, okay. Well, yeah. So a little bit more about CapForge then. Your background, um, as we talked about, is you know um, going back, getting your MBA, finding that hole in the market and, and trying to fill it and growing your team to help fill that role for a lot of small businesses. Um, what are kind of the services that CapForge offers uh, for people who aren't aware of really what does an accountant do? What does a bookkeeper do? Sure. And I, it's definitely confusing if you're not in the industry. The words you know can seem interchangeable. Um, but there really are, they're different roles. Our sort of bread and butter service is the bookkeeping. And that's where we work with a client each month to record all of the income that they get, whether it's, you know, they've got people pay, giving them checks or they're sending out invoices or they're, you know, processing credit card payments or some combination of all that. And then also recording all the expenses they have, whether that's, you know, paying rent or utilities or payroll or marketing expenses or even just working from a home office, whatever in, is involved in, the day-to-day income and expenses of their business, recording all that, making sure it's done correctly, putting it in an accounting software. We use QuickBooks. There's other options out there. QuickBooks is a popular one. 
uh, and then being able to give them a financial report at the end of each month that says, here's everything that came in, here's everything that went out, here's what was left over, that's your profit. And by using that monthly report, business owners can see you know, how they're trending. Is there growth over time? Are they sort of flat? Is there a decline in income? Where is the money going out? Are they spending more than than they normally would on payroll or supplies and things like that? And then they've got a number that they can use for tax planning. This is how much I'm making each month. So based on this, you know, how much should I be setting aside for taxes? How much planning should I be doing for what I'm going to owe the IRS? So that's sort of the basic starter package that every client that we have has at least bookkeeping. Then if they need payroll, we can help them with that. If they need help filing their income tax services or income taxes, state and local and federal, we can do that. If they need help filing sales tax. So there's additional services that we can add in. Um, the bookkeepers are the ones, like I mentioned, doing that monthly recording. CPAs, which a lot of people say, oh, I need a CPA. A CPA for small businesses is generally somebody who's an expert in the tax filing side of things. They're really good at knowing what you're going to owe and and how to maximize deductions, but they're not so much involved in the month-to-month recording of expenses. And then the term accounting really covers just the whole process of the bookkeeping, the tax filing, and all the financial obligations that a business has. So accounting is sort of the umbrella term. And then within that, you've got bookkeeping for the monthly stuff and CPAs uh, for the tax side of things. Right. And and CapForge covers all of that. And we cover all of it, right? Bookkeeping is our, our, our main service, but we do have those other services that we can uh, you know wrap in as well for clients that need it. Great. Uh, who would you say? I know you mentioned before you had you know nine hundred clients, and you know you grew obviously from a small start, and you've got you know a really great client base now. Who would you say is like your typical client that you like to work with? So, I mean, really, it's the small business owner who's big enough that they've gotten you know past the survival stage. Am I going to make it? You know, and and now they're into the part where okay, things are going along. I'm trying to figure out how to grow the business. I'm trying to figure out, you know, can I afford to buy another truck for the company? Can I afford to make another hire for payroll? And yet they're not big enough that they've got somebody that's in their office or in their business doing this accounting role, right? Because you, what sometimes happens is somebody will hire somebody and say, I need you to be the receptionist, but I also need you to, you know, learn QuickBooks and I also need you to do filing and I also need you to do dispatch. And also the coffee machine is out of coffee, you know? (laughs) And so what happens is that poor person is tasked with some of the bookkeeping stuff, but they're really not bookkeepers and they don't know how to do it right. So a lot of times we can step in and say, you know, for the daily, you know, opening the mail and paying the bills, that person in your office might be a great person to do it. But for doing the actual accounting where you need to know accounting and do the bookkeeping properly, that's something we can help with. And you don't have to, you know, try and find somebody who's a qualified bookkeeper to be in your office 40 hours a week. You may only need two or three hours a week, but that's a role that we can fill and take care of it for you. Yeah. So any kind of business that's in that size of, you know, enough revenues coming in that they need to make sure they're keeping track of it, but they're not so big that, you know, now at, at this point, it makes sense to have somebody in the office full time doing the accounting. And, and that window is really like 20 million businesses. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a ton of people right. who are, are big enough, but not so big that they wouldn't fit. And that's, you know, as a result, we've got clients all over the U.S. Uh, in, in literally all 50 states now and some international clients as well who are you know located overseas but Amazing. own a business in the U.S. Um, so we really cover the gamut. There's not a lot of industries that we aren't able to work with. 
That's great. Um, and going off of the small business uh, side of things, knowing that small businesses are, are typically resource constrained, it sounds like that you guys also work with that um, to make sure that small businesses um, are getting that right setup in terms of having their numbers right, making sure that they're on the right side of the tax law and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, nobody comes to me and says, hey, our budget's unlimited, charge whatever you want. <laughs> Everybody is saying, look, <laughs> money's tight. I've got a lot of things that are, are vying for my attention and my dollars. So what can you guys do for me? And we understand that. You know, these are all our clients. All of our clients are in the same situation. So, I mean, our prices start as low as, you know, 125 bucks a month to get all the bookkeeping done. If you're small, then it's going to go quick and it's not going to take long. And so it doesn't have to cost much. And the other nice thing I sort of alluded to before, but I didn't say specifically is all of our pricing is fixed flat rate, right? We don't do hourly billing, which means if we have a slow typer or a fast typer, it doesn't make any difference to your team or your cost. Uh, it's going to get done. If you agree with the price that we're going to charge each month, then that's that's it. That You're going to get exactly what you're going to get and you know exactly what you're going to pay. And there is no you know, a uh, clock running in the background where you're saying, well, now the, the bookkeeper is incentivized to take longer, but me as the client, I'm hoping for a fast turnaround, but I don't want mistakes. So, you know, now if we're both paying, we know how much you're paying and you know how much you're paying, we're, we're all on the same page and there's no disincentive or, or, or mixed incentives, you know, where clients competing with the provider looking at different goals. Mm -hmm. um, and from my understanding of kind of the services that you offer, it's honestly could be a money saving option for a lot of people um, or, uh, you know, could help them get more funding. Because I know um, Offix is a small business and um, just going in and investing, you need to have those numbers and you need to be able to come back and say, you know, this is our revenue. This is where we're at. This is the market that we're at. Um, what kind of ways can um, the account side, the bookkeeping side, help to ensure that a business keeps growing? You're right. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with good financials. One is if you're interested in getting a loan, uh, you know, that's going to be one of the first things the bank asks for. A lot of times, even just leasing office space, the landlord is going to uh, want to see current financials to make sure you're a viable business and you're not going to, you know, move into a three-year lease and three months in default on payments or not be able to to continue to run the business or something. And one of the things that happens all the time, too, is, you know, people will call us and say, well, I think it's finally time for a bookkeeper. Um, you know, we're big enough, but I'm, I'm proud. I've been doing my own books for all these years, and I've been saving all the money on what you guys would have been charging me. And then we look at their books and say, well, yeah, you, you did an okay doing, job doing your books, but boy, if you'd been an S-Corp, if you'd converted to an S-Corp three years ago, you could have saved yourself $75,000 in taxes over the last three years. And they go, <gasps> what? So, right. you know, like, great, you saved yourself a couple hundred bucks a month by not hiring a professional, but you cost yourself tens of thousands of dollars because you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. So, you know, a lot of times the the savings is sort of a false false sense of savings. You, you, you're taking your own time to do it, but you don't really know what you're doing. And so the mistakes are costing you a lot more than if you just hired a professional. So we, you know, try to encourage clients to think of us not as a, just a cost, just something they have to pay every month and it just is money out the door, but really as an investment, what you're paying us, we really hope to make back, you know, if not even, but really ahead, right? If you, if you spend a couple hundred bucks a month with us, but we save you $10,000 a year in, in deductions you weren't counting or things like that, 
then really you're coming out ahead by using us. So that's our goal with every client is to be able to make sure it's a worthwhile investment for them and that they're getting more than their money's worth by using us. Yeah. So really, if you're a small business and you don't have an accountant, the time to start is now. (laughs) And if they were to come to you, what would you say a small business needs to bring to the table in terms of, you know, we want to start, we don't have any bookkeeping in the past, we've kind of been doing it ourselves. Uh, What are you looking for for them to bring to the table? So the biggest thing for us is that we just need to make sure that we're clear that that we need some two-way communication, right? We can do most of the work, but we're going to have questions. There might be some transactions, you know, we're not clear what it was for just from looking at the memo and from the bank or the credit card. We're not sure where would this would go, or it's something ambiguous. Like when you buy something from Amazon as a business owner, right? That could be a new computer. That could be office supplies. That could be, you know, product samples. It could be anything under the sun, pretty much, if you bought it from Amazon. Mm -hmm. So we might have questions on that. Sometimes people come and think, okay, well, I'm, I'm giving you guys 200 bucks a month now. I don't need to do anything more, right? That's what I'm paying you for. I don't have to do anything. Well, unfortunately, no, we can, we can do a lot, but we do still need the, the client to participate in terms of being able to help us out and answering some questions and providing. Uh, generally, we can set up access so that we can log in as needed, you know, view only access. So they're secure. We can't touch any funds or anything, but we can log into the bank or their credit card accounts or their merchant account platform or their sales tax platform. And we can do a lot. Our goal is to take as much off your plate as possible, but it won't get to zero. So, you know, we need clients to be clear that um, we will have some questions for them each month. We won't try to take up much of their time, but we'll, we will need a little bit of it. And it, it, at the end of the day, it's your business, not our business. So you, we want you to be invested in the process too and, and not just completely checked out thinking, well, okay, this is, this is now totally off my plate because I've hired these guys. So that it's, it's, it's and it, a willingness to be involved in the process to the extent that we need you to is that. If you're open to that, then we can figure everything else out. If you're kind of just looking to shovel this off because you don't want to deal with it at all, that's going to be a harder fit. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So be open to work a little bit, <laughs> but right, but also right. know at the end of the day, it's probably going to help you a lot more in the wrong, in the long run. Right. I mean, our goal is to help your business, so we you know we need you to be involved a little bit in that process. We can't you know completely take it over and, and run your business for you, right. which you know most people are obviously are clear on. But, um, you know, sometimes surprisingly people think that, you know, by hiring this, it's, you know, they're, they're totally out of the loop, which is not the case. Yeah. Which I feel like most people would want to know they have a hand in it too, right? A lot of people want to be able to say. Yeah, right. Some people really want to be involved. Some people, um, are, you know, just, (laughs) just involved enough. Um, but then there are some that, you know, aren't. So <laughs> Hands off. we try to educate as much as anything else. And and a lot of people do come to us and say, hey, I'm not a numbers person. I don't really know what any of this means. Great. Let's, you know, sit down. We can do a screen share. We can kind of run through. Here's what this profit and loss means. Here's where the numbers come from. Here's what it's telling you and how you can use it to manage your business better and understand what's happening in your business. I'm you know, I spend a lot of my day educating clients and helping them understand their business and how to run it better and what the numbers are telling them. And I'm happy to do that. That's one of the more fun parts of my job. Uh, so if people are open to that and want to learn more, you know, education comes free with our service. We're, we're very much, uh, encouraging people to get involved and, and know what this is that we're doing for them and how it can help them. 
Great. That's great. Education comes free. I love that. Um, so obviously 2020 has been quite a ride for a lot of us, but, um, yes. <laughs> you guys being, um, kind of, um, you know, in one area and being able to virtually have clients across the country. And like you're saying in other, in other countries as well, um, how has that impacted your business, if at all, or how have you kind of had to change and pivot the way you, you were working prior? So yeah, 2020 has been quite a year and it's not even over. <laughs> oh, so, darn, you're right. <laughs> even though it feels like it's been a hundred years long, <laughs> we've actually still got a couple months left. Yep. But we pivoted in the sense that we started doing things that we didn't even know existed at the beginning of the year. For example, you know, the PPP loans that became available and the SBA EIDL loans, you know, those were brand new to us and client, you know, obviously we we're a small business too. It, it affected us just like everyone else. We heard about it. Clients started asking, Hey, can you help us apply? What does this mean? Is this something we should do? And so we, you know, helped literally hundreds of clients get involved with that process, evaluate whether or not it was something they should do. And if so, helping them with the application and things like that. So that was a whole area of business that, you know, literally didn't exist seven months ago. And we picked it up and ran with it. Um, and for our clients, you know, some of them have had had a really tough time. We've had some clients who are restaurants that have had to cancel or close up, you know, permanently and others, yoga studios and Pilates places and things where they've just had such a drastic impact on their business. It's been really hard and we've worked with them to cut back services or, or you know, pause their billing or things like that, whatever we can do to help. Um, but on the flip side, a good portion of our clients are actually online sellers, people whose business is buying products from various places and, and then reselling it on Amazon or eBay or Walmart and things like that. And some of those clients have had their best years ever. So from that perspective, we've been really lucky in that a good portion of our clients have needed us as much or more than ever uh, this year, just with the way things have gone. So we've you know, had some some losses and, and cutbacks. And on the other hand, we've had some growth. And, and, you know, overall for our firm, we've continued to grow a little bit this year, which, you know, I'm super thankful for because just just holding the line to me is a win, right. uh, seeing, you know, what, what some of the struggles that other people have gone through. Yeah. And so has your team gone fully remote or are you guys kind of working in a, in a hybrid situation? How does that work situation look like now? So um, back... Um, at the end of last year, we were looking to move to a bigger space because we'd been continuously hiring and in order to support our growth. And I actually ended up buying a building and it needed some retrofitting and so on. And so we had everything finally ready to go. Everybody was able to move into the new office March 9th. Oh, gosh. And that was Monday. <laughs> yeah. March 13th, mm -hmm. I told everyone, okay, <laughs> go home, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> take your computers, take your monitors, go home. I don't know when I'll see you again, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. So brand new building. And I was the only one coming in wandering around, you know, <laughs> well, maybe I'll work in this office today. Maybe I'll work in that <laughs> office. Who cares? I'm the only one here. Right. So everyone worked from home. And then in July, we had some people who felt comfortable coming back. You know, it's a big office space and only about a quarter of our people are back. So there's plenty of room. You know, everybody's more than six feet apart and, and there's a lot of space. Some people, for various reasons, either either they personally or some of the people in their households, they didn't feel comfortable coming back, which was fine. So they've continued to work from home. And then we've always had a, a portion of our workforce who uh, were set up to work remotely from the beginning. So they, you know, for them, there was really no change. And again, you know, we're super fortunate as a business. We were, we were basically cloud-based 
you know, even in 2018 and 2019. So when this came along, it, it wasn't a big change for us um, from the way we were able to work. And, you know, again, I'm just super thankful for that because for a lot of people, you know, the only way for their business to operate is if they can go to their, their location and, and have people in person. And when they can't do that, they're out of business. So, you know, we were very lucky in the sense that we were already pretty well prepared to weather this storm. Great. Yeah. That sounds like you guys uh, were set, which is nice. And I know not everybody's like that, like you mentioned, but it's a good thing that you guys were prepared. And I know we are, you know, an office space. So we saw a huge dip, obviously people not coming in. Um, But also, as like you were saying, some people like to come into the office. Some people like to have that environment where you can be productive and know that this is work. And then I leave and I go home and there's kind of separation of church and state, if you will, um, to be able to have that productivity uh, ongoing. So that's great that you guys have that option for your staff. Yeah, it's been good. And, and, you know, I'm a little bit old school, not that I'm old, but I, I, I don't feel old anyway. I would never, I would never <laughs> I like to see people and, and have them around and be able to pull them in an office. Hey, you know, Hey, you had that idea this morning. Let's, you know, take 20 minutes and talk it through and brainstorm a little bit. And, you know, you, you can do that with Zoom and, and Google Meet and things, but it's just not the same, mm-hmm. you know, spontaneity of being able to grab a few people and, and have a quick discussion. So I missed that. Um, I was never one of those uh, bosses who was sort of like, well, you've got to be sitting at your desk by nine and you have to sit at your desk till five. I mean, to me, if you get your work done and it's done, then great, go home, enjoy life, you know, be with your family. Work-life balance is is super important to me. Um, So it wasn't about that kind of thing, but it just being able to see people face to face and have those spontaneous uh, meetings and brainstorming sessions that I really miss and, you know, look forward to the day when we'll be able to do some more of that with more of our, more of our people. But, you know, again, it is what it is. We're all sort of working under the same constraints and I'm fortunate that we can do as much as we can, uh, you know, remotely and we're not as impacted as, as other people are. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I know that uh, the day that we can go out without face masks will be a joyous one for all. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here, but I just wanted to ask you one final question. And, you know, knowing your background is super diverse and starting, you know, multiple businesses um, before CapForge and, you know, running restaurants and things like that. What would be your main advice for small businesses, regardless of industry? You, You kind of have a hand in seeing how these small businesses operate. What is kind of the key takeaway that you would say for those small businesses to succeed? So the one theme that I see over and over again, the difference between really successful entrepreneurs and the ones that, you know, may have an okay business, but every day seems to be like a huge fire drill and, and hair pulling out and, and super stressful is really the, the, the people that pay attention to the data. And that's not just your financials, although that's super important, making sure that you're, you know, tracking what's working, but just those general business KPIs, you know, key performance indicators. How many new clients did we get this month? How many new clients did we get last month? You know, mm-hmm. uh, those how of the of the leads of people we talked to, how many convert to clients? And what you know, monitoring reviews, right? What do the clients that like us say about us? And what are the customers that don't like us say about us? A lot of times, that is key information. The people that are intentional about that. They take the time to really look at the data, compare period to period, and are intentional about trying to improve and grow and prosper. They seem to be 
more successful overall, and at the same time, you know, less stress. They're able to take a vacation. They're able to take time away. They're able to delegate tasks and have processes and procedures. You know, you always hear the cliche of the the small business owner that says, oh, I haven't taken a day off in five years. Well, to me, that's not a sign of, you know, great, you're such a hard worker. I'm sure you work hard. But to me, that's more a sign of you haven't stopped to figure out how to really run your business from the outside instead of just doing everything yourself. And, and and running around like a crazy person all the time, trying to you know keep all the balls in the air. I don't think that's a sign of victory that you haven't taken a day off in five years. I think that's a sign that you're only got a couple more years left before you get burned out and and walk away. You right, know. Yeah. So I think the the ones that are really successful take the time to figure out a process to to keep track of their numbers and really work on incremental improvements and delegation and growth and that. Those are the guys that can take time off and can sell their business for a good amount and can retire comfortably versus the people that work hard all that time. And then at the end of it, they finally walk away and don't have much to show for it and have to go right back to doing something else. Um, so if I could, you know, give one piece of advice, it's to take a step back, think about your business from the outside and try and be really intentional about how you run it. And I think it'll pay big dividends over the long run for people. I think that is amazing advice. And I definitely think that, you know, listeners and, and anybody who's thinking of starting a small business needs to hear that. So thank you again, Matt, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, it was great to talk to you uh, and learn a bit more about accounting and, and all that the bookkeeping world has to offer. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? Yeah, well, I just thank you so much for having me. I, you know, love to chat about this stuff and, and try and help educate people, try and add some value where I can. Um, and one of the ways I'd, I'd love to do that um, is I can send you a link that you can use in the in the notes from the podcast where, you know, if somebody's heard this and is interested in, in talking to us, one, they'll have our contact info. But just as a thank you for being a listener here, you know, we can also give them a few free months of QuickBooks Online if they want to sign up. And that way, you know, we'll cover that initial cost for them. It's 40 bucks a month. So, you know, three months is 120 bucks discount for them just to help them out in getting started. Um, and, and I'll, you know, make it exclusive for your listeners. I'll send you a, a link to a you know, landing page so we know they came from you. Uh, just as a thank you. And, and hopefully if somebody's kind of on the fence or, or looking at the cost and, you know, this maybe helps them out a little bit on making that decision to, to give it a try and, and uh, you know, get some some professional help with the bookkeeping versus trying to do it themselves. So I'd like to offer that to you and your listeners as a thank you for having me on. Great. Thank you so much. That's an amazing offer. So yeah, keep an eye out on the um, info for this podcast to find that link. All right. Thank you again, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been Small Business Stories. Special thanks to our listeners and to our guest, Matt, for sharing his story. If you found our show to be valuable, please share with your friends or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can also subscribe for free so that you never miss an episode. Small Business Stories is brought to you by the team at Offix and produced by Dante32.